Hey, Dana. Hey, Kara. So this is You've Heard My Stories, uh, the podcast about a wide range of topics from the lighthearted, silly stories to in-depth conversations. How have you been, Dana? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. I've been pretty good. Yeah. How have you been? I'm good. I'm fully vaccinated now. Team Moderna. Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been busy with work and, you know, trying to prepare myself to go back to the real world. Yeah, I've been pretty busy with, like, moving and all that, but that's about it. In work. Oh, yeah, you just moved. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that must be must have been really stressful. It was. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, even after moving, I was so sore. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Must have been a good workout, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Get those biceps. <laughs> all right, you want to dive into our topic? Oh, yeah. All right, so... It's the beginning of summer, schools getting out, and it's bringing back memories of summer reading for me. And yeah, judging by your face, <laughs> you don't have good memories about summer reading either. Which is weird because we both really love to read, yeah. but like always this time of year and o- always in August, I get anxiety because I'm like thinking back, like, oh my god, I still have three books to read. I'm never gonna be able to do that. My eighth grade teacher still haunts my dreams. <laughs> no. And I'm like, so I wanted to talk about summer reading because, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's that time of the year. Yeah. Honestly, there were some good books here and there, but it's the thought of being told what to read and to write a report on it that just leached some of the en- enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I think that's what the biggest problem was. Like, you would always pick, like, these old classics mm-hmm. that were kind of like hard to read and like i understand teachers have like a um lesson plan that they have to follow and like they're trying to pick books that follow that lesson plan but it's just made it very tedious and it's just very very stressful yeah i honestly like oh man because you would have to write a report in eighth grade i would have to write a report and i would be up so late trying to read like i'd read a chapter then write a little summary on that chapter and it just did not go well yeah i didn't bother doing that i just read the books and wrote out the the book report and honestly my book reports wound up being so much longer than they needed to be so i'm talking ages <laughs> when they were literally just asking for like a like a few like a paragraph or like a couple paragraphs just to summarize the book. And I just, I don't know it trying to condense over 200 pages, anywhere from like 150 to like 200 some pages or more into like a small paragraph. How it was too much. Yeah, definitely. I remember my age, like passing in a book report and it being like pages long and my teacher like literally sent it back to me. She's like, (laughs) Oh, no. Like, no, you didn't do the right assignment. I was like, <laughs> I made a summary. <laughs> and then on top of that, they'd ask you, like, oh, would you recommend this book? Or I remember I had this one teacher. I think it was my seventh grade teacher. He had asked me if I would, like, live during this time period because it was one of the books Um. I'd read was like Witch of Blackbird Pond and I wound up really enjoying that book. Like I got through it pretty quick. But (laughs) I think you came to regret asking that question. (laughs) So the time period is like the 1600s. Um so (laughs) 
no, I wouldn't have wanted to live during that time period. One being a woman, two being black. That would not have been a good combination back then. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much said something along those lines. <laughs> he never said anything to me about it though. Was he a white teacher? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. Right? Oh man. I like passed it in and I'm just like, I probably should have been a bit more gentle with this, but at the same time, uh, no. No, don't no. Do that, guys. <laughs> you get the assignment, like, you enjoyed the story, but, like, you wouldn't want to live there. Like, hey, exactly. what was the book about? I never read it. Um, so this girl moves from the Caribbean um, to Connecticut, I believe it is, and but she doesn't tell her, her family members that she's moving there. So the reason why she moves, her grandfather had her grandfather had passed. And if she had wanted to stay in Barbados, she would have had to marry, I think, this like old, old man. And she had zero interest in doing that. That plot sounds familiar. Maybe I've read it. I don't know. I honestly like I had had such a bad reading experiences in middle school. Like, I think I blocked out most of that. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, she gets to Connecticut. Um, it takes a while to get accustomed to to living there, I guess, because um, I guess she had grown accustomed to like being um, served and like not having to like do like manual labor and like their like like to survive. The family like made like their own soap, their like butter and all that. Um, if I'm remembering it correctly, which I think I am. Um, but yeah, it's a culture shock, and she winds up befriending this woman in the village who everybody thinks is a witch, and. <laughs> Which is not good, considering, like, um, they, they're they already looking at, at her suspiciously, one, because she's a complete stranger to, um, like, she can swim, and I guess back then a, a woman being able to swim. Anyway. It meant there were, they were a witch. Pretty much, that, yeah. That literally was, like, a thing, like, they would throw women into the pond, and if they sunk, then they weren't a witch, but they'd be dead. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess they try and have this like whole witch trial i like her and her friend come out of it um okay like on the other end granted most likely traumatized but um they they're alive after it it's like going through like her life adjusting through adjusting to like moving there and also um she sorry i'm so bad at summarizing and this is jumping all over the place get the gist of it yeah you did a really good job remembering something like 12 years ago now about no that's longer hold on i was seventh grade it was 16 years ago dang i was what 12 15 you were 15 no 15 years ago i was 12 oh you were doing math (laughs) (laughs) damn yeah but um at the end i guess like she has like this happy ending where it's like um it alludes to um her winding up with like the the guy she she wanted to wind up with which is great (laughs) but yeah that's good yeah um (laughs) any good any like books that like you remember now to this day that like that I liked. Yeah. Um, for summer reading, yeah. Um, I really liked the Samurai's Garden, which I read 
going, oh, you remember it? Oh, I remember that. Okay. That's, like, on one of my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I got a really early start. I think this was going into sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And so I knew the summer reading list. So I was like, I'm going to start this. So I started this, like, when we were still in, um, when it was, like, May or maybe, like, early June. We were still in school. I was like, I want to get a head start on my summer reading. I had the book because I had an older sister who read it as well. And so I read it and I really, I loved it. I loved it. By the time, <laughs> by the time the new year came around, my teacher would ask for like specific examples and like for like minor details that happened in it. And so I didn't do well in the test, even though I got it done. I just, I should have taken notes, but like, Mm-hmm. It's not fun to read and take notes. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'm trying to think of anything else I really liked. I remember, I don't think, so I didn't finish, I think for junior year, we had to read Catcher in the Rye. I didn't finish that. Mm, um, neither did I, I don't no. think. So I borrowed our friend Spark Notes and like that was the best I did on it. Obviously, because like Spark Notes puts up the biggest themes and all that Mm -hmm. and senior year like senior year I had like the most depressing books I had to read um I had to read the kite runner which has a very graphic assault scene in it um I had to read in the time of butterflies which is about the Dominican Republic I want to say um during like um during like a dictatorship and then I'd even finish the third book it was Mystic River and again it was just like depressing so I didn't even finish it and it was just like the most depressing stuff like it's not a vibe for the summer so I actually in my journey for looking were you looking it up yeah oh okay <laughs> oh it sounds we write to spark notes in the time of butterflies mm-hmm. did you read it no I didn't uh yeah, the dictatorship of uh, Rafael Trujillo. Yes, very depressing, very extreme. It was a good book. It was just reading those three books together in the short period of three months was a lot for my little 17, 16-year-old mind who had, like, no idea about the real world. But, yeah. My main problem, so I would always um, procrastinate. Um I'd always be like reading some other book that like I wanted to. And um, I ran into this problem. Mind you, this wasn't like summer reading, but remember having to read Grapes of Wrath. That has to be the most difficult, one of the most difficult books I've ever actually tried to get through. And I never actually got through (laughs) that book. I just trying to slog through those, um, those chapters was, was, it was pure torture. Oh yeah. I Um, feel like everyone in our class hated that book i usually because i loved of mice and men and i loved the pearl mm-hmm. but so i was like going and i was like oh yeah i love john steinbeck and i was like nope i don't ruined it for me yeah finally i just like put the book down and just like started reading the stuff i wanted to <laughs> which uh <laughs> did not help my grade no <laughs> um but yeah going back to like summer reading um one a couple other books were like Samurai's Garden, like you said. Oh my god, I loved that book. I got through that so quick. It was a really good book, right? Yeah, 
and I hope like it's still like something that would hold up because like it's interesting and like stuff that you like loved like 10 years ago I wonder if like you'd still love it now yeah another one was um Rebecca oh yeah we did read Rebecca that was good that was surprising I didn't think I would like it but it was like surprisingly good right like the first like few chapters were like a little slow like it took me a minute but the second I got into it Mm-hmm. I was not putting that book down. Yeah. A Tree Grows in Brooklyn was also really good. Was that the one during the Depression? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I think it, at least it was a depression. Depression. They were four. I remember that. And lived in Brooklyn. I remember that one. I don't remember, like, the biggest details on it, but I remember, um, like, the dad died of, like, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And the mother is, like, I don't know, she, like, begged not begged, but she, like, told, like, the um, coroner, like, he needed to put on the death report that he died of, like, a pneumonia or something. Yeah. Pneumonia. No, not pneumonia. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, so, like, maybe, like, high school had, like, better options. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, I don't know. I don't like being told what to do. Like, I, I'm just, like, the word. I even, like, if someone, like, recommends something to me, like, I just won't. Because I, that's my toxic trait. Like, if someone's like, Kara, you should read this book, I could probably love it. But I'm like, ooh, because someone recommended it to me, I don't want to read it right now. I'll put it on my list. Um, what was another one? One from middle school. It, it had me sobbing at the end, Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, yeah. I read that in fifth grade, not for summer reading, but yeah, it was like, yeah. That was sad. It was. I also cried um, reading The End of the Giver. I never read that. Oh, really? You should watch the movie. Well, I was going to say watch the movie, but it's not as good as the book. So I was actually looking for, like, summer reading lists. Because mm-hmm. I, like, wanted to see, like, oh, what are schools, like, telling kids to read now? Mm-hmm. And I looked at our alma mater, and they actually shipped away from, you're going to read these three books and do a report on it. They now pick, give, like, the students, like, a list of stuff from the New York's best time, uh, New York Times bestseller list, like, and say, pick out a book and be ready for, like, discussions on it in, like, small groups. And I was, I think that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. Um, I even asked my brother, who's, like, a couple years younger than me, um, his high school also would give students, like, one, maybe one required reading and then give them a list of like stuff that you could read mm-hmm. and i think that's like a great way to do it because it's not so much saying like you have to read this book and like write a report on it mm-hmm. but you're like you're giving the students a chance to like pick something that they may actually want to read yeah and so i just think that's interesting and it also gives like students a chance to read something a bit more modern of modern i can't even speak today <laughs> modern <laughs> modern yeah um also it's like it takes the chore out of it a little bit because it's like if you're being forced to read something that just like foster a hate for reading almost yeah. it could i feel like a lot of people that like i've met in college had that mentality like it does foster like a hatred towards reading because it's like a chore and like going back to like what i said at the beginning of the podcast like you just kind of like associate like anxiety between like to read yeah i don't know i feel like school is becoming like a much better place 
than when we were there. Like newer people, like uh, more ideas, probably. It also kind of helps like the space kind of evolve. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I asked you to come up with three books that you would recommend for summer reading. Oh, yeah. So what is your first choice? Ooh, first choice would be uh, Witch of Witch of Blackbird Pond. Second would be A Wrinkle in Time. And third would be Rebecca. So I was picking out books that a little bit more, I've read more recently. Um, so my first choice is Where the Crawdads Sing. I think it's like a great story of women getting it done. Nice. Um, and then I would also, my second choice was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, mm-hmm. which if you love celebrity gossip, you probably love this book. It's just so, like, such a page turner, so enthralling, um, really captivates you. Mm. And then I think going back to classics, not so much classics, but like stuff that I read in high school, I think A Lesson Before Dying was also a really good book. I think I read that. I forgot what that was about it was about um a guy on death row and someone went to go teach him how to read or just like taught him stuff i don't know i think i would also recommend reading the witch doesn't burn in this one it's a poetry book that just kind of reminds you that men ain't shit (laughs) you good yeah (laughs) sorry there were a couple of series that like i like recently started but i wasn't entirely sure about Actually, no, those aren't really appropriate for some reading if, like, you're of high school or middle school age. What? I'm an adult. I read grown-ass shit with grown-ass themes. All right. So for our little game, I have a game called Is This a Real Story? Where I'm going to tell you an in-depth story, and you have to determine if it's a real story that happened in my real life or... If it's not. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, Dana. I'm going to tell you the story about why I do not order food at movie theaters anymore. So when I was 12, my parents finally let me go to the movies with friends by myself. Mm -hmm. And so they gave me some money and they gave me more. You know, I want to make sure, like, if something happens, I had money on me. Mm -hmm. I spent it all on food and soda because no parents so i ordered popcorn like a huge thing of soda like i don't even know how much it was it, very american these guys should not exist <laughs> i got that big thing of root beer and mozzarella sticks so i drank my soda ate my mozzarella sticks ate my popcorn watched i think it uh, was the pursuit of happiness Mm-hmm. And so when I came home, I was so sick. I was shaken. And I just remember sitting on the couch, my hands shaking, probably because I had like a thousand grams of sugar, probably, um, and mozzarella sticks. And, you know, I just threw up. Oh. Yes. So now every time I go to the movie theater, and I see like all those pictures of like 
of the food and it's supposed to like entice people i just like my stomach turns like i still order popcorn at the movie theater and get an appropriate size soda <laughs> but i seen like the pizza the nachos the mozzarella sticks like when i see people order that and like bring to their that's like that's uh, gross and I, it's weird because like movie theaters have like moved towards like more upscale experience but i still i will not order food at a movie theater is that a real story or not yes i think it's a real story why do you think it's a real story <laughs> just your look and the way like you described it it is a real story <laughs> <laughs> yes I, it was a mistake a oh. huge huge mistake i hated it and yeah to this day i will not order food at a movie theater all right so part two of this game i'm gonna tell a story and now you're gonna have to guess if it's real or not so this was while um i was up in canada um so my friend at the time we had so I'd gone over to her apartment. We were pre-gaming. That is honestly the only times I've ever had a Red Bull. Ooh. I was, honestly, they weren't that bad. I kind of liked it. And also we were mixing that with vodka shots. Oh, okay. Um, actually, no, we were using it as chase for vodka shots. Okay. <laughs> My stomach just turned. <laughs> I was fine. Um, but this was... How old was I? I think I was like 19. 19. So, anyways. Fast forward to we go to like a regular place. We're dancing. We still get more drinks. And we were... <laughs> I was tipsy as hell she she was too anyways we get back to her apartment um i i sleep there for a little bit because my feet i'm in like some heeled boots my feet are hurting and then i wake up in the morning go back to my place which is which honestly was not that far from her and yeah i still had a class that um afternoon <laughs> this was a saturday Wait. No, so this was a Friday night going into a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those long once a week classes. Oh, yeah. So I was in, in there for like maybe five hours, I want to say. About. Okay. Um, but yeah. I get dressed, do what I need to to get ready for, for class, and walk over there. <laughs> that was probably the first time I'd ever experienced like a hangover. Mind you, I hadn't puked or anything, but I felt so queasy. <laughs> Didn't have a headache, nothing. So queasy. And I still had to go. Once a week. <laughs> exactly. And I would have missed a lot had I had I skipped it. Um but yeah. Was that a real story? Or was that fake? I believe it was a real story. <laughs> yeah. It was. So I kind of, did this happen like freshman year? No, it no. was, this wasn't my freshman year. This was, I think my second year when I'd like transferred over to. Okay. You know. 
Because it sounded like a familiar story. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No. So I was lucky enough not to experience any, like, after effects from, like, drinking until, like, a while after I started drinking. I mean, I honestly, I feel hungover right now. This is your story. Like, <laughs> my stomach was, like, doing looks like vodka, uh, vodka red bulls. And, like, <laughs> I was like, ugh. <laughs> and I only had a vodka red bull once in my life. And it wasn't great. <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's a real story. Yep. <laughs> I, I can't believe you. I mean, I, I can't actually believe it because I've gone hard and go to work the next day. So, but yeah, would you be able to do that now? Like, go that hard and then go to like an eight o'clock or what time was your class? It was one in the afternoon. One in the afternoon. Okay. And then go to work the next day. I'd be able to, I'd be struggling a bit mm -hmm. and I'd probably have to grab a coffee, <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, I, I tend to exercise a lot more restraint in terms of my drinking. Like I usually just like limit it to one unless like, I know I'm not doing anything or going anywhere the next day. And yeah. Well, again, good for you. <laughs> um, I feel like anytime I hang out with friends and drink, I just go too hard. It's been a while since I've actually been out to like a bar, but like, I don't know. Like last summer, we came over to my house and we just like go way too hard. Even a couple weeks ago, like for brunch, we went to go too hard. <laughs> I remember some of the parties. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think that's a good place to maybe stop. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Um we should probably like make a Twitter for this or something. Yeah, we should. Maybe boost our seven listens to eight <laughs> but thank you for listening if you're still listening um this is you've heard my stories with kara and dana all right see you next time talk to you next time talk what's our sign off talk to you next time great talk to you next time talk to you next time <laughs> bye, bye.